winter, the entire Blue Ridge School community begins looking forward to the school's annual drama production. For a school as small as ours, we are known for putting on outstanding shows. We have staged serious dramas, large musicals, and even an original student written and produced musical in 2017. This year's production is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and it will be the Blue Ridge directorial debut for our brand new director and English teacher, Anna Gray Hogan. If you're anywhere near campus on Friday, February 14th, or Saturday, February 15th, we would love to see you at the show. Thank you for listening to episode four of the Inside Blue Ridge School podcast. I'm your host, Pete Bonds, and my guest today is director Anna Gray Hogan. All right, I'm here in the Inside Blue Ridge School podcast studio with Anna Gray Hogan. She teaches ninth and 11th grade English here at Blue Ridge. She is the director of our drama program, and this is her first year at, at BRS. Uh, her first production, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, is going to premiere right here in just a couple of weeks on Friday, February 14th. Anna Gray, thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited. Have you ever been on a podcast before? This is my very first one, but I oh, listen great. to quite a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's get started. Um, without giving too much away, I wondered if you could provide a, a quick overview or synopsis of the show that you're directing that you've been working so hard on for the last <laughs> couple of months, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. What, what is the show about? Yeah, so One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is uh, probably a lot of people have seen the movie, um, but it's a, uh, it takes place at a mental hospital in the late 1950s, and there is this very strict authoritarian nurse, Nurse Ratched. Um, and she kind of oversees the place, and that is thrown into confusion when a new patient comes on the scene. Um, he is actually admitted into the hospital because he is a criminal, but he has convinced the court that he is insane, and that's why he's a criminal. Um, so he comes into the hospital and really just decides that he's going to bug Nurse Ratched and, and make a bet on it, um, and kind of havoc ensues from there. So Excellent. A lot of people are probably familiar with the movie. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe some people are familiar with the book. Yes. Um, is it a challenge to direct a show that is already well known? Sure. So um, I have actually never seen the movie personally. Mm. So, And um, from what I hear from other people, it is pretty different from the play script. Um, so I have been, you know, I haven't really been influenced by that but mm -hmm. I know a couple of the guys when they heard that's what we were doing for the play they did watch the movie I kind of asked them not to mm. um, just because I want them to find their own characters and not just mimic what's on the movie um, but I, I think that having some cultural awareness of it will be really great for the audience yeah I wondered if that was something you encouraged um, them to, to watch the movie or if that would just result in them Saying, okay, this is the way to do it. This is right, the way it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. But I guess you gave them that choice. Yeah, I mean, I sort of said I would prefer if you don't, but some of them did anyway, or they just watched certain scenes, um, which is, you know, it's fine. It brings mm -hmm. a little bit more knowledge to What did they think of it? I think they like it. Yeah. It's it's pretty intense at points, um, but, it, but it is also just really funny and has a lot of heart, so... Very good. So this is your first play at Blue Ridge School. It is. Um, how did you come to select One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I'm sure you had a lot of different options. I'm sure you thought about a lot of different shows. Oh, yeah. Why this one? Um, so I, I had a lot of, like you said, a lot of options. But when this kind of came across my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, it would be so perfect. Um, it's 
only got three female roles. So that <laughs> is a big part of it. When I was kind of looking at plays, what can we do with our uh, single sex community? Um, and I also just, I love this play. I've seen like three or four different productions of it throughout my life. And it always makes me laugh and it always makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought, it's kind of an ensemble piece. There are some big characters, but then there are smaller characters. So it's got some juicy mm-hmm. stuff for, for lots of different guys to do. Sure, sure. And probably a timely show too. Oh, yeah. Um, what are some of the themes that, that this play gets at? Oh, yeah. I think it's super relevant. Um, it definitely obviously deals with mental illness. Um, and there is trigger warning. Suicide is dealt with. Um, but I think also on kind of the more positive side, mm-hmm. there is a lot of talk about your personal freedom and standing up for yourself. And, um, you know, even though McMurphy isn't the most classic hero, I guess he does kind of bring freedom back to these patients who have really been stripped of a lot of their personal freedom. Mm -hmm. So are the boys finding any parallels between the mental hospital at which it is set and (laughs) the boys boarding school that they attend? You know, we've talked about, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's interesting because they totally get, the life of living in a dormitory and going to a cafeteria and, and they have the patients have like a schedule they have to do. So mm-hmm. they really, they kind of understand that. Um, I, I hope that they don't feel too many parallels, but, but we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have to cast this play, mm-hmm. um, what is that process like? How do you decide which actors should be in which roles? Yeah, this was really, really hard. Uh, so on the first day of auditions, we did just some games because I wanted to see w- how silly the guys could be and how open they would be um, and how they kind of interacted with each other mm-hmm. because this show is a lot about relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, on the next day, I did a plot synopsis and I read a character description for each of the characters and that sort of let the guys see what they thought they would be good for. And then I gave them just short scenes from the play and we read them uh, up on the stage and that taught me a lot about who can be loud Mm -hmm. and who can kind of get into a character really fast um, and as well as, you know, who maybe needs a little more support. Um, And we had some really great auditions. Uh, I wanted to shout out Bryce Dillard who is playing the role of Dr. Spivey. He is um, absolutely perfect for the character. He came in the first day and was this serious kind of somewhat Freudian psychologist. Like he just had (laughs) it down. Yeah. It works really well. And I was like, Oh great. That's done. Um, but he was the only easy one to cast. Like, so the rest of them, you really had to think hard about who would be in which role. It didn't just, Oh no. Oh no. It was, I was up late with my, uh, assistant director, Alexander. We were like stressing about it and texting about it for days. Like, Oh, I, I thought we had it, but what about this guy? And Oh, what if we switched these two? And, but I think, we're really happy with how mm-hmm. it's all come out and we have a lot of talent on campus. So mm-hmm. it, it all worked out. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges of, of putting on a show at Blue Ridge? I mean, you talked a little bit about the single sex yes. environment that makes your talent pool a little bit limited, especially if you have uh, female parts. I imagine that's For probably sure. the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about that and, and anything else. Yeah. So we were lucky. We got um, some girls from William Monroe High School oh, 15 minutes down the road. Um, so they are awesome. And we also have uh, Jennifer Donovan, whose husband works in the science department. She is taking on the role of Nurse Ratchet. Okay. And she's excellent. Um, so, so we kind of dealt with the single sex challenge. Um, as far as other challenges go, just the scheduling and timing. Right. I'm sure time is, is the biggest challenge. It's a lot. Um, but 
and we also have some guys who are splitting their athletic time. So they'll go to soccer one day and the play the next day. Mm -hmm. And so that can be kind of tricky, like working around their games. But I think it's awesome mm -hmm. that they have the opportunity to do two things. Mm -hmm. Like they should definitely be able to try mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff. Um, so in terms of rehearsals, you guys have, you meet in the afternoons generally mm -hmm. um, during the co-curricular activities or athletic time. Yes. So you've got about, I guess, maybe an hour and a half to two hours every day. Yeah. Um, what does a rehearsal look like? <laughs> sure. So um, we usually start with a warm up, which will be a game or just kind of like a little bit of yoga or something to get our bodies and our minds kind of sharp. Uh, and then we will move into doing some scenes, maybe. I will stop the guys kind of as they go and say, oh, what about this? Or could we try this choice um, or make a new choice? I don't think that quite makes sense. Um, and we will sometimes have a little discussion about it. Then we'll go back and we'll just keep running it. Um, lately, we have been doing full runs of the show, which is really exciting. Great. So they can just go through it without stopping, which is really which is good, yeah. That's impressive. So you're in a good place. About, I guess we're what two weeks, two weeks out. Huh? I hope so. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. they're they're doing really good work. Yeah, and then obviously with with any production, there's a lot more to it than just mm -hmm. actors learning their lines. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's sets and lighting and costumes. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit about that aspect of the show. How's all that getting done? Sure. So we have some great uh, faculty sponsors and some guys working on that. Uh, Jamie Borland is in charge of the set and he has a really good group of hardworking guys. They have put up an awesome set and no matter what I tell Jamie we need, he's like, yes, <laughs> you can have it, which is amazing. Um, and Christify is working on costumes and props. She has a little team uh, and they you know, they scour Amazon and the internet for whatever we need. They uh, have done lots of trips into Charlottesville to buy all of the stuff. You know, again, they never tell me no. They're just right. like, great. That's well, great. you can get it. Um, and, and we have a couple of guys who are really passionate about lighting. Mm. So they have been, you know, marking up their scripts. And, oh, I have this great gobo. That doesn't probably mean anything yeah. to anyone yeah, else. Explain, but they're explain like, what that is. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of light. Um, and it... it casts a pattern on the stage when you put it into the light. So we're going to have some fancy stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that's really cool because that stuff, I mean, you know, can play such a role in, in establishing the mood. Yeah, um, absolutely. The way the audience feels. Absolutely. Now, so that's always a huge part of our production. So three weeks from now, this play will be over. It will be in the rearview mirror. That's it will have crazy. been awesome. <laughs> um, how will you judge whether it was successful or not? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it sounds cliche, but I think if we, if everyone has had some fun and if they feel like they are proud of themselves, that will be great success to me. Um, I also think that if the majority of the teenage boy audience is still awake after <laughs> almost two hours, that will be, that will make me very happy. Um, I, I, I just don't, I can't see it being unsuccessful. They're working so hard. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm sure that's the case. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Um, <laughs> a lot of our listeners probably don't know this, but you have quite an extensive background and career I do. as an actor yourself. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about that for a moment. Tell me a little bit about when you started acting sure. um, and directing. Yeah, so I, uh, I've always been in the theater. I started as a dancer and I was terrible at it, so I quit because I have no <laughs> persistence. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I, the first role I can really remember sinking my teeth into was Huckleberry Finn in a musical at Four County Players. Mm -hmm. uh, I played 
and four county players is a local um community theater here in central virginia yeah yeah so i'm i grew up in that theater and i'm actually on the board now which is really cool so i get to see kind of the other side of it um and i did a lot of theater in high school Mm -hmm. had a lot of fun i i actually went to woodbury forest school as the only girl so i got all of the lead girl roles. Yeah. <laughs> it was great training. Um, what have been some of your favorite roles to play? Sure. So I went to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University for college and did a lot of great shows there. Um, my favorite is probably we did Spam a Lot, mm-hmm. which is a musical based on Monty Python and mm-hmm. the Holy Grail. Y'all should look it up. It's great. Uh, and I was the understudy to the Lady of the Lake, who is kind of the lead role there. And two weeks into the show, the girl playing that role got bronchitis, which was awesome for me because I got <laughs> to play the part. Uh, and I called my family at 4 p.m. when I found out. And by 7.30, they had all driven two hours to come see me uh, take on that role. That was really fun. And um, I have played Liza Minnelli twice in two different shows professionally. And if you ever look up a wow. picture of me, that you will understand why I have played Liza Minnelli. We'll put a picture uh, in the link to the show. <laughs> yeah, I can give you a picture of me And you actually have to give us a good Liza her. Minnelli pose yeah, yeah. for this photo. That's really fun. She's, um, so she's if, fun. if money and talent were no object and casting were no object, what would you like to direct here at Blue Ridge? That's such a good question. Um, my favorite musical ever is Into the Woods. It's Sondheim. It's a pretty big show. Lots of fairy tale characters, so you need all kinds of ball gowns and witch costumes, and there's like mm-hmm. a, you know, a million different scenes and sets. So that would be really fun. Um, other shows I love. There's a lot of guys on campus who really want to do Jersey Boys next year oh, <laughs> for <okay>. the musical. <laughs> I have told them that the rights are not available, right. but uh, they they don't seem to understand the legal issue. But if if nothing were an object, I think we could. Have a some pretty kind of fun pirated time. version of it or something. <laughs> yeah. like Virginia Beach Boys or something. <laughs> um, uh, that'd be fun. So, based on your experience this year, mm-hmm. how do you think that will inform how you go about choosing a play for next year? Sure. So, I've definitely learned that while ensemble pieces are really great, I think having a core of guys who are really committed to the play is going to be a good way to go. Um, just because timing and scheduling can be really hard. So I would like to pick a show with kind of a core group of characters uh, and have guys who can be there every day. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. (laughs) How would you like to see, um, you know, obviously we are a small school, as our listeners know. We've got 180 students approximately. And for a school of our size, we offer an incredible number of programs. Oh, yeah. Um, Drama is one of them. It's a fantastic program. Uh, Every year it's a a big highlight of the year. Um, How would you like to see the program continue to grow? Oh, sure. Uh, I definitely want to get to doing a show and a play and a musical every year. I think that would be really awesome to do two shows, have more opportunities. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the lacrosse guys are really wanted to come out and they're kind of, you know, taken up with preseason stuff. Um, And I think I would love to do a a class during the academic day, sort of an elective for those guys who really do care about theater and might want to keep pursuing it uh, beyond high school. Right. So be on the lookout for all of those things in the (laughs) future, (laughs) listeners. Um, all right, give me three reasons why people should attend the show. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think, I mean, first of all, I 
like I said, it always makes me laugh and it always makes me cry. So uh, definitely come out for some emotional release in whatever way uh, you have that. Uh, number two, the guys have been working really hard and I think they deserve a great and excited audience. And number three, it's a great thing to do on Valentine's. We're opening on Valentine's Day, super romantic play about death and <laughs> mental illness. So That's right. I already have my Valentine's Day plans. Free tickets, Done. you know, come on out and uh, have a super romantic time. <laughs> and number four is definitely you should be there to see the, the directorial debut <laughs> of Anna Gray Hogan uh, at the Blue Ridge School stage. Um, so remind us, when is the show, and do people need to buy tickets in advance? Sure. How many times will it be performed? Yeah, so we're uh, February 14th and 15th. There is a Facebook group for it, Facebook event, that you can find. I believe we have uh, a show at 7.30 on the 14th, and then one at 2 and 7.30 on the 15th. Tickets are not required. It is free and open to the public. But I, I recommend that children under 13 maybe shy away. It's just, it gets mm -hmm. a little intense. Um, Good yeah. to know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really excited to see it. I'm Thank sure you. it will be fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Inside Blue Ridge School podcast. Please check out our other episodes on our SoundCloud page and send me any questions, comments, or feedback. pbonds at blueridgeschool.com. Our show's producer, editor, technical director, and music director is Mike Burris. He's actually the one playing this background music you're listening to right now. Hope to see you soon at a performance of One Flew Over the Coast.